MSS. Axe likes this very much. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you're watching from, that is my greeting to you. My name is Toffees, as always, bringing you some coffee with Toffees, fresh brewed. we got a great guest for you tonight, but before I introduce the giant floating head to my left, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. First, the guys who have provided the producer, the overlays, and a lot of the research required to keep this show up and running, Unicorn. Uh, Big thank you to them. They offer safe, regulated, and legal betting for those of you who live outside the U.S. And if you're like me and you don't feel comfortable betting real money because you think, hey, maybe you have some secret tips and you don't want to cash in on them, they do have a play betting site um, that is actually a ton of fun and helps me have a little more fun while I'm watching the game. So uh, if you want to check that out, you can go there and you can enter uh, Mojo Storm Stout as a uh, promo code and get a bunch of free coins to play for free and uh, have some fun. So check that out. Big shout out to Razer and Asus Republic of Gamers for making uh, the technology that we have and the equipment possible as well. All right. You know me. I'm Toffees. You can find me at Toffees TV. Blah, blah, blah. Plug, plug, plug. Go to the podcast. Go to the YouTube. Give it reviews. All that crap. The real reason that you're here tonight, the reason that I'm here tonight, that I was willing to put on this stupid suit top, because I'm wearing basketball shorts, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, and wanted to sit down was because of our guest this evening. It is Arif MSS. Anwar, is that how I think I think I said it correctly? The offlaner for Team NP, the top freaking dogs in the NA region in terms of qualifiers. How are you doing tonight, MSS? Doing pretty good. That was, you know, I really hyped up that intro, and I feel like hey. you sort of. That's all right. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it a little bit later. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, glad to have you here, Mojo. Uh, for those of you who don't know, MSS stands for Mojo Storm Stout. If you want more information on sort of background, uh, MSS and I talked about, was that like three years ago? I think 2014 Team Dog, maybe, uh, you guys were forming for ESL New York, I think it was. So you can go back and find that on the YouTube channel. We've got all kinds of fun information about his time with EG, uh, running away from home, eating ramen noodles. I don't know. I think I made that part up. But he was in college, so I assume that that's what we talked about. Um, that said, though, I'm glad you're back again. It was a long time since then. We chatted. It was literally ESL New York. But now I'm excited to say I saw how well qualifiers went for you guys. And I was super hyped that you said you'd come by. So three years. Let's start with the first thing. A lot of time has passed. How is computer science going for you? I mean, this pretty much no progress, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, uh, thing is, like, uh, right now I'm currently taking a break, and like I haven't graduated yet. Uh, earlier this year, well, like when the first iteration of MP started, I was still in school. But then, after a while, I was like, uh, screw that. Like, I, I want to focus 100% on MP because okay. like, I know I know this team can get somewhere. Yeah, and because you, I mean, we'll talk a little about pedigree and sort of people you've played with in the past that are on the team as well. But the question, I guess, that a lot of people asked on Reddit and other places as well when I said I was going to chat with you was, how is your family dealing with you leaving school again? Is it going okay? Are they more supportive this time around? Are you willing to talk about that at all? Uh, I mean, it's 
it's probably the same as before. Mm-hmm. Like they still want me to go to school, but uh, I mean, it was really it was really uh, hard to like convince them to let me uh, take a break again. But I mean, of course, they want me to go to school again, like mm-hmm. after this year. But like, depending on how I do, like uh, it'll, it'll be like uh, a very low chance I actually do go back. But we'll see what happens. Okay. I mean, I think that's good to hear. I think there's a lot of uh, aspiring players out there. And one of the biggest challenges I hear from most pro players are how do you deal with your parents or sort of this older mentality of esports is not a thing, right? If you were going, if you were training for the NFL draft, it might be a diff- they might be a little more supportive in theory, um, depending on sort of your parents. But I was, uh, I was actually in Canada a month and a half ago, had a parent stop me at an esports event and complain about how her son thinks he can be a pro CSGO player. I was like, this seems like it's a really hot topic right now. Uh, that's it. So some tension still exists. Uh, are they? Do they come to events? Do they watch you play at least, or is it sort of just you send them updates periodically through email? Mm, no, I mean they don't. They don't know anything. Like, uh, okay. I mean they do ask me like when I come home. They ask me like, how do you do? And I'll be like, yeah, we play blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah. everything else, like uh, they don't know anything about Dota. And, like, however, like uh, you know how like tournaments go and. I understand. Uh, if it helps at all, uh, I told my wife I was interviewing the offlaner for Team NP today, and she said, "What's an offlaner?" And it was like having a dagger <laughs> driven through my heart. I was like, "You watched game? You watch games with me all the time?" She said, "No, I read while you watch games." And I was like, "Oh, fair enough." All right, so let's talk about last year a little bit of sort of what's happened since then to now. You played with Shazam last year. Uh, you guys had some ses- successes, probably. The most notable, I guess, was maybe BTS Americas, where you guys won about 5K. Um, some people said Shazam could have been a TI contender, but SVG left to go coach EG for TI. Do you think that hurts you? Uh, the number, the, the the finishes on you know you find from all your tournaments would say yes. And was there a lot of tension when he chose to leave to go coach? I, it was a it was it was a really weird time. For that honestly because it came like I, I woke up one one morning and i just saw my skype chat and svg just left and i was like wait what and apparently he went to coach eg and i was i was i was i was pretty mad at the time mm-hmm. and then i just got depressed i felt i felt like i got dumped afterwards like i was really fucking sad and uh yeah because uh i actually thought we could like we we did have a chance to qualify for ti with that roster so yeah, that that does sound. So he literally just left the Skype group, and that's how you essentially started to look into it. I mean, of course he like he talked to Brax first, right? Because Brax right. was our captain at the time, and they, they pretty much just like updated us when like we woke up and saw the Skype chat. Hmm. Okay. So unfortunate. After that, I think some of your results show that you guys suffered as a team a little bit. Um, when you say you were depressed over his departure, did it like it just became hard to play the game, or like tell, like what do you mean by that? I mean, I just, like, I felt lost because, you know, you know how, like, that year started, right? I I was playing with Cloud9 with, Mm -hmm. like, uh, 1437 and SVG and Richstone Brax. And, like, that was a team I could believe in. And then Mm -hmm. I joined Shazam. And, you know, for for a bit, I actually thought, like, you know, this is, like, a whatever team. But then, Mm -hmm. like, we actually got, we got a lot better. Like, really good, uh, in my opinion. And, uh. Then, like, once SVG left, which, in my opinion, I thought was, like, one of the, like, uh, strongest aspects of our team, uh, 
I was like, huh, all right. You guys are just starting by, from square one again. Yeah, it does sound really tough. Um, so let's we can move off of Shazam a little bit, but speaking of square one and sort of SVG being a, a strong portion of the team, um, you guys stay with Shazam for a couple more months. Shazam basically disbanded, uh, and then you formed or joined uh, EE's brainchild, I, I suppose you could call it, about a month after the disband uh, in NP. The roster included SVG. Uh, did any of that Shazam relationship sort of history, I mean, it was only a month later, or two or three months later, transfer over to NP? Did you guys have to deal with that, as, or did it just sort of just disappear into the wind? I mean, no, I mean, the thing is, me and SVG, we were still, we were still boys. Like, gotcha. We still, we, like, we were friends, so mm. just, uh, we still had that synergy going on. I got you. So it's, it, the friendship sort of went beyond just, man, you pissed me off this one time, but... It is what it is. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's why I described it as like uh, like I got dumped or something because yeah we were really uh, close. Okay. We we played the entire year. Nice. Okay, so that's good. That's good to hear that you guys are able to sort of keep that out of it and keep going and sort of understood SVG needed to do what was right for him. Um, I guess into that TI experience. Uh, in hindsight, you guys have made some changes to NP since NP started. As a team, you guys. Uh, removed SVG and 1437. Before we get to sort of that process, which I'm curious about, what do you think, what are your thoughts on the first iteration of NP? When you got the roster, the first time it was solidified, you saw those five players, How? what did it, What were your thoughts towards it, and do you think it lived up to its hype? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, like, at first I was skeptical about, like, uh, EE Med, right? Like, mm -hmm. that, like everyone was, but uh, then I was like, huh, all right, this, this team's really good. I mean, this team was the the best team I've joined in a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, yeah, I mean, at first, like, I thought, I thought we could, you know, we, we could contend for TI, mm -hmm. but then as things progressed, uh, I think everyone kind of realized that, uh, something needed to change. So, S SVG and, and Steven are both players who, have been around the scene for a long time and have independently proven their skills with other teams. So by no means do we argue that they are bad players in any way, shape, or form. Now, you guys did remove them and chose to go a different path. Um, was it just a clash of personalities? Was it you needed roles to play a little bit differently? Sort of what was the motivation for the change? Mm, I mean, there's one thing like that we kind of decided on is like, or no, one thing we acknowledged was the fact that like we couldn't have a team with like EE, -E, uh, mm. like uh, uh, how do I say it? Like EE -E mid and Aoi carry, like mm -hmm. that that doesn't work. So mm -hmm. the only only option was to put EE -E as a carry and like move uh, Aoi to support. So one of them had to like uh, one sense. of them had to get kicked, right? Yeah. Well, so how do you so? As a member of the team, how do you approach that? I, I can only imagine, based on your history and previous friendships, it's a difficult discussion. Like, what do you do? Did you just toss that in E's lap and say, you got to talk to him, Envy? Or was that something like the team got together? What did that look like? Oh, dude, that was, a, that was probably the craziest interaction I've ever been a part of. It was a, it was something straight out of a, a drama, pretty much. But, I mean, I'm not going to get into details. But, uh, yeah, like, me, uh, Envy, and Aoi, we just, like, came together we talked or like blah blah we need we need to change something up and then later on we come together as five and then that's when like 
the news comes out. Mm. Okay, so a little bit rough. Uh, it sounds yeah. like, and I won't, I won't make you relive the drama or you know try even um, because I know these things are tough. And and honestly, based on the history of Dota, there's a good chance you play with some of those guys in the future again. So uh, it seems like it's a big, uh, it's a big circle in terms of people coming together and then splitting back up uh, the way Dota is played right now. All right. So you picked up Pilot Eye and Fata. Uh, I remember that you played with Adrian back in 2014 for Team Dog. Um, was it that experience that helped bring him on the team? Like, whose idea was it to go out and get these two players? I and mean, you need to remember, like, Envy also played with Fata right. too. So that I, I think that was like the main thing because yeah, he was talking to him like during DAC and because uh, Fata, they like his team Bears, like they didn't qualify for. Kiev either, right? Mm -hmm. So Andrea was already like in touch with him. Okay. So you guys all sort of had that history, brought him on. Um, it changed the dynamic of the team, I think, a lot. You can actually see demonstrative change in the performance returns just on like tournament finishes. Uh, prior to the change, I think you guys had a lot of seventh and eighth, and all of a sudden you jump up to this sort of like first through fourth if you go and sort of look at the records. What is different about this roster? that makes you guys so much stronger than the first iteration of MP? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. Because in my, hmm, I think, I think individually we're just better. Because okay. I, I think that's just it. Because okay. like uh, the, the last MP, like we were, we were good as a, as a team, in my opinion. And this one, like we're just better individually. Like we're not, we're not, there yet like being like the perfect you know team that like right. always always ha like has the most perfect teamwork or anything but we're, we're really good players so we, we got that so you're five solid players who are sort of developing as you go do you guys feel like your chemistry is getting better game to game to game yeah of course I mean, okay. well you say of course but there's some teams <laughs> that they form up and they do really well for a little while and then you see their chemistry actually start to degrade as as they go forward in tournaments the um, honeymoon phase. Right, the honeymoon where you're willing to shut your mouth and take it, but after, you know, six months together, maybe you don't want to get smacked around anymore. Uh, understand that, but it sounds like you guys are still really sort of working well together, which is exciting. Um, you did an amazing job in qualifiers. In fact, MSS, uh, in case you guys didn't know, he had the best KDA of any offlaner in the entire region. You also played in what was, in my opinion, the craziest game of the qualifiers versus Planet Odd. You probably remember that. Um, I'll bet your back remembers that game, actually, because it was incredibly long. Uh, for those of you who missed it, 120, 110 minutes. Uh, Slugfest. And MSS, you came out 14, 9, and 21 on LC. Uh, do, would you have any memories or thoughts about that game before I show a little video of it? I don't know, dude. I was I, like, you're praising me, but I thought I played like complete fucking ass. Uh, <laughs> that game. I, I don't know. You know, I played so bad until like the 110th minute, and I was like, all right, it's time to play real Dota. You know, it, it's funny. When I, whenever I talk to great players, a lot of them say the same thing. Man, I was really sucking. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like things are going pretty well. Uh, that said, you guys did have an 8,200 net worth advantage at like, I think it was 27 to 30-ish minutes in that ballpark area. Uh, and then you started to lose it pretty dramatically between 37 and 55. There was a big play that turned it around and I guess arguably extended the game for the 30 minutes, so you, you're kind of responsible for that. Uh, but we're going to show the clip real quick. 
of that actual what happened in that game. So, uh, Dunkin' we'll be right back. Here is the clip. MSS and his turnaround by killing Weeha. <laughs> Seven my, homing missiles have been killed now by my enemy favorite team. Stat Oh, Epicenter oh, flying is. through. They're going to fight this global coming out. Hookshot on the two again from AUI 2000. Envy doing a lot of work. So too is Fata. They'll drop the gym down. Misery's done so. Weeha still linking now trying to run. Rezo will fall. Another turnaround. Back and forth we go. And they will find the duel oh, on the Weeha. So Hookshot to follow up. It'll be three down. They all have buyback as previous. So they perfectly timed Blink into the trees. Catch him on the duel. Take out Weeha. Gives you guys sort of the turnaround you need to get back into that game. Here's my real question. When those moments happen, do you remember them? Or is it all sort of like chaos, blur, oh my god, I think something cool just went down? I mean, to be fair, the entire game was a blur to me. <laughs> is that because it's you... Hard, like, it's hard to remember. Is that because qualifiers were so tedious? Or is that just because the game was so long that it just became difficult to get through? I mean, it's kind of a mix of both. Like, okay. that entire qualifier was insane, honestly. Did you, did you guys as a team do anything to prepare for that? Sort of, I mean, these qualifiers are meat grinders. They're nightmares from hell to get through. Is there anything special that you guys do or, or just sort of approach this business as usual? Yeah, we, uh, we did the secret strategy of losing 90% of the scrims. See, I think that that's a great, that's great. <laughs> nobody expects, nobody expects the difference when you show up in a... Yeah, I don't know, dude, the, the boot camp coming into TI, it was, it was, uh, the TI qualifier, it was, it was rough, man. We were losing everything. Oh, and then, that, that, then we get into qualifiers and we win and we're starting to win because like even in the beginning like the first couple of matches we we're still playing pretty bad in my opinion mm -hmm. but then like the second day is when we uh we played like like crazy crazy good in my opinion no i think and, you guys and, did a great yeah. job it felt really really nice winning uh like getting first because mm -hmm. uh because of like how hard like how bad we were playing in the beginning and like how much we improved from like the beginning of the boot camp to the second day. Absolutely. Um, it, was, it was very cool to see, especially even the tournament, just sort of how you guys developed along the way. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Dota Buff for getting the video when I requested it and sending it over tonight so we could get it on the show. Uh, so thank you to them. If you guys aren't using Dota Buff, you should definitely check it out. I'm sure that I'm sure Arif uses it just as much as I do in terms of tracking personal performance. Um, now let's talk about the team. Are you guys doing anything special to get ready for the big show? I mean, you're now part of a elite group of people who are going to the group stages. And this is, I mean, that's, I mean, you've been there before, but I imagine it's still gotta be pretty amazing to go. And how do you sort of get ready for that whole thing? I mean, it does feel amazing to go because it's been like, technically it's been two years. Cause yeah. the last time I played like in groups were uh, TI4. Right. TI5, I got eliminated in wild cards, and TI6, I got eliminated in the open qualifiers. Feels bad, man. Yeah, I was real proud of Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I mean, as for like uh, preparations, we we start boot camp in five days, and mm -hmm. then we then we just leave to Seattle uh, together. Like, it's, it's gonna be like a standard boot camp. Okay. Do you are you planning to do anything anything personally to get ready, or is it sort of you're just trusting in the boot camp? I. Mean, I'm just gonna play Dota, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's all there is to it. You're just a boy who wants to play Dota. I've heard that before, but I feel like it's 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 the mantra. Um, speaking of someone who just wants to play Dota, let's talk a little bit about uh, 2014 when I chatted with you and you started playing with Team Dog. They moved you to the offlane role for the first time out of mid, 
And you told me, and I quote, I actually, like, do not want to play the offlane role at all. I actually hate it. I was a super feeder. I guess the role fits me because it's YOLO, and I'm fucking YOLO, but my favorite role is mid. Has that mentality changed? Are you still a grumpy offlaner? Oh, not at all. I've embraced it. Um, <laughs> I, I am an offlaner at heart now. You're offlaner at heart. So you, you've, yeah. over the three interim years, you've really come to love it. Now, is that... Is it because, and some offlaners have told me this, that have moved, that offlane is sort of like their favorite parts of mid, but, I don't know, like more tank, I guess a little less aggressive, so you can kind of play your game, but you still get to go one-on-one and, you know, show your strengths? Mm -hmm. What makes you love offlane, I guess, is my is my question. I mean, the thing is, like, it's weird, because on this team, we, like, most of the time we play around me in the lane, so, like, it, it doesn't even feel like offlane half the time. But, like, those those games where you're just alone, in the lane and you need to figure out like some crazy method to, to get something in the lane it, it, it makes you it makes you hyped up honestly it's pretty fun also like I, I just enjoy playing all the heroes that are that are all playing right now nice all right so let me uh keep moving along and in the last interview we had you talked about people that you looked up to in the scene uh you said one of the players that you really admired and wanted to emulate was universe after qualifiers, there's been a lot of people popping up calling you things like Mini Universe or Universe Junior, uh, things of that nature. Any thoughts on the nickname? Do you does that make you pretty happy? Had you even heard people call you that before? I mean, they call me Discount Universe. That's what I mean. <laughs> Like, All right, well. <laughs> it actually, it actually doesn't. It actually annoys me because my team calls me Discount Universe. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like, well, if I'm you win, win Ti, and he'll be Discount MSS. Yeah, dude. No, actually, it will just be equal because we both won a TI. <laughs> there you go. The universe is watching this going, son of a bitch, now i got to win. Uh, on, on a less serious note, I asked Reddit if they had any questions for you, and a fair amount wanted me to ask you, and I quote, because I have no freaking idea what this means, who is the best girl? Uh, Do you understand this? Yeah, of course. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't want to get too passionate about this, but like... <laughs> The thing about best girls, like it, it comes and goes with every mm. season, and like uh, unless you're like devoted to one girl, but that, but then that's a wife. So, mm. so like the thing about best girl, I don't know. Right now, maybe, maybe like Meteora from Recreators. Like you, you, you have no idea what I'm saying, but you know, I'm sure everybody else does. Yeah, no, that everybody who loves anime, I've never watched it. My best girl is Crystal Maiden, and probably mm. always will be. I think it's similar. But I don't understand fully. But uh, okay, so guys, he tells you the best girl currently. Uh, what was her name again? Meteora. Meteora. So yeah. uh, not not your waifu, just your best girl. That's interesting. All right, that's enough. I can't do any more anime because I just don't understand it. But uh, kudos to you guys. I know that you love it, and I think the, do you and Envy find sort of a bonding over the fact that you guys enjoy anime so much? Mm, I mean, not, I mean, we rarely talk about anime, and when we do, it's pretty fucking awkward, honestly. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk, let, let's run with that uh, because you brought up awkward a little bit. So a lot of people ask questions about working with Eternal Envy. Um, a lot of one of the biggest things to come up when you talk about Eternal Envy is even when I do interviews, or you have shows and have them on, as people complain about his tendency to clip his words, especially when he's excited or amped up. Um, some people say they can't even understand what he's yelling during matches. Do you find that as an issue with to be an issue as a teammate? Does it take getting used to, or is it not really an issue at all? I, I got used to it pretty uh, pretty fast. Like I'll, I'll be completely uh, honest with you. Like the first time, like I scrimmed with the team, like I was I was having trouble understanding. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, as the days progress, 
you you start no you start using the same vocabulary as every <laughs> two like it spreads it's a, it's like a it's a virus pretty much like it's... not not now you can catch me talking like envy in, in my pubs like uh, it's pretty noticeable. Nice. So he spreads the virus. That's how he keeps the team together. He creates a uh, individual talking style for all of you guys. Uh, also, another good question I thought came up was, who is your favorite person to hang out with at a LAN event? Well, like outside of my team. Yeah. Like when you you know when we go to TI, like let's. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of downtime sitting in boxes, getting a drink, whatever. Is there a pro players or certain people or personalities you're like? I love. I love when I get a chance to hang out with this person. I mean, the thing is, like, I don't, I don't really hang out with a lot of people other than my team at a lot of events. But I mean, maybe, maybe like, like the people I play Smash with, like, like Hotbit and like Conrad and like, you know, those guys like Scruff Buffos. Like, I, I actually don't really hang out with people like other than my team at events. You think Script Weapons ever gets tired of being put together, like on every oh, single thing? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> it's, it's just hard. It's hard not to say this other like, name when you play like one the, name. They're like the ogre magi of of, uh, of observing. It's like they're the same person, just two different heads. We always refer to them at together. That's uh, entertaining. All right, so uh, here's another question. This one I thought was actually really good, and I'm curious about it. Does the topic of life after Dota come up often among friends of yours in the professional scene? Huh? I mean, like, uh, wait, like who, who do you mean? Like, like well, other like pro players or? Yeah. So like when you're in college or whatever, or hanging out with friends, you sometimes will be like, Hey, what do you do? Like, what's our goal after college? What are we doing next? Is oh, that something I... that happens with pros in the Dota scene or is that not really talked about? I mean, a lot like no one, no one really talks about it, but like, I'm sure everyone has their, like, you know, their different thing they want to do. Whether, what do whether, whether it is like stay in the thing or stay in like the circle or, or leave it. I mean, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna attempt to play whenever I like until whenever I can, and when that doesn't work, I'll I'll finish like uh, computer science and hopefully like get a job around there. Okay. I, I don't really want to like like you know how like everyone talks like they want to be part of the esports industry and like mm -hmm. be be like I don't know, be like some like host or some or something like along right. those lines like be like a you know CEO or a CEO or something. Yeah, I, I don't really want to do that. You don't want to walk the Dagger path. You don't want to be like Fogged, who just stops playing in his prime and goes and talks about Dota instead. Um, I mean, I can't be a caster because I'm just bad at casting. So. Fair. By the way, did you know you've never lost a game when you play with Fogged and Snake King at the same time? Just throwing that out there. Super team. <laughs> Hashtag. What the, what the hell? Bring back Fogged. All right. Uh, so that's those are some of the bigger questions I wanted to ask you. Uh, I also have this question. This is just from research. I found this curious. You're, you used to be a signature clockwork player, but since 7.0 came out, you've only played him seven times. What is it that's changed about clock that makes you not want to play him? Um, I mean, it's just like he became a support hero, right? Yeah. yeah that, that's like the biggest thing. Like what He's... he does as an offlaner, he pretty much does better as a support because hmm. the support clock can just run around. And okay. yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, they're just like better offlaners too. Fair enough. And uh, so regarding offlaners, do you pick your offlaners in the draft or are they picked for you during the draft phase of uh, competitive events? Um, I mean, of course, like when it gets to my pick, Envy is going to ask me like, mm. what do you, what do you think is good? Or like, what do you want? Well, we'll have like a mini discussion or something. And then ultimately in the end, he'll, he'll be the one clicking the hero. So it, I, I, I would, I would just say EE picks it pretty much. Okay. But he goes, he goes to you guys for input. It's not just a, 
here's the draft deal with it sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 all draft together pretty much. Okay. We'll give like each other ideas and whatnot. So, uh, for those of you who maybe are just tuning in, uh, if you did not know this, MSS has played 90 heroes in competitive matches uh, over the course of his career as a or you know trackable pro Dota playing. That ties him for eighth most diverse player in Pro Dota, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, what do you do? You see yourself as an incredibly diverse player? I mean, your hero pool post 7.0 is still 24 heroes. That's not too shabby. Do you pride yourself in diversity? Do you just sort of get bored of heroes and work on new ones? Like, what leads to this many heroes in your pool? Um, I, I've actually like, I always like the fact that. I like. I used to say I can. I can just play any hero in the game. Like, give me any hero, I'll, I'll be able to play it. And I, I still, I still do believe that. Like, uh, I, I pride myself on my versatility. Like, okay. uh, I like, I like being a versatile player. Cause right. like, uh, like given the situation, I, I like, I might, I might play mid. I, I might have to like, envy might pick me a hero and be like, I'm gonna assess your mid this game. And I'll be like, sure, man. Like, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna come up maybe. And I want to be ready for it. Makes sense. Uh, okay, let me try this one. I don't want to ask you which team you're most scared of at TI, because I think that that's, you know, it is what it is, and generally the answer is, fuck it, we're the best, I don't care. Uh, yep. What I really want to ask you, though, is you're an offlaner, so you're used to dealing with these sort of three-on-one gank attempts, crazy stuff. Is there a team, like a safe lane team, that you think, man, whenever I play these guys, I know that I am in it, I'm it's a mud. It's gonna be a slugfest. Who makes you? Who when you see them come to play, you're like, fuck, I gotta play this team. I was. It was definitely LGD at the summit, man. Like, especially they're on their their AA shenanigans mm. with like SK and Savan. Like, I was like, I was actually just, I was getting tilted because every time mm. I enter the lane, I get stunned, I get cold feeded, I get frozen, and I'm yeah. just getting hit, and I just kept dying like a noob. And I was, I was just like, I was not used to it, honestly. Yeah, their shenanigans are mean. Uh, okay, so that's a tough one. Who is, <laughs> who are you the least scared of? Is there a is there a tri lane that you're like, meh, I got these guys. Oh, well, I mean, probably DC. Nice. <laughs> just curious, just figured I'd ask. Uh, I mean, you get to see him again in the next round, so uh, hopefully that gets a little fire going here. Uh, prepare for some extra ganks, I think, after saying that out loud. It should be pretty entertaining. Um, I think that's most of what I really wanted to run by you today. Uh, here's here's a, here's one that I think a lot of people would be interested in is you have become I I generally I honestly think the best if not yeah I think the best offlaner in North America probably one of the best going to TI. What are tips one or one to three tips that you would give pub stars out there who are trying to become masters of the offlane? What can they do to make their offlane better? Um, I for offlaning like. Try, try like learn how to control the lane get creative with your item belts because in my mm -hmm. opinion like offlaner most offlane heroes like they have the the most versatility in their item belts they can build whatever to suit the situation and uh don't be afraid to try to like give yourself priority over others mm. like uh like when farming like don't be this guy who like just sacks himself like that's not what offlane actually is. Like, you need to get farmed. Okay. So what? Let's let's build that. What do you see offlane as? If you had to define offlane, what do you see it? What do you see it as? I mean, it's just it's just a lane you want to get the most out of, right? Okay. With like uh, with little 
with, uh, with the least amount of like uh, commit commit mm. okay so get the most while making sure that you're not picked off at the same time so yeah, yeah. interesting okay uh you guys picked up a new coach in stan king uh, how is he settling in? How does a coach fit into the Dota 2 squad thing? How is that sort of working out for you guys? Uh, I can't really say anything about it because uh, we haven't uh, like played together yet, mm. like with the coach. So, I, after after bootcamp, yeah, I can answer that question. But right now, I, I okay. can't really. I mean, but on the topic of coaches, I think they're really important. Okay. Um, I mean, if they know how to like do their job, of course, but like. Because, like, always having a, a plus one, like, helping you prepare for teams and, like, uh, mm -hmm. talking to you, it, it could be really nice. Or it could be, like, a disaster. You never know. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Would it, coaches that you've had in the past, do they fill sort of traditional coaching roles where they're calling all of the shots? Or is it more they're, they, they're more of a statistician or, or a team manager in that they give you ideas and prep, but they're not really calling the shots in practice and in games? Um, I mean, coaches, they, they don't do anything. Like, I have only had one coach, and it was, uh, actually, no, I have two. I've had two coaches. Mm -hmm. One one was Lumdon on C9, and and then uh, Bone7 on the mm -hmm. first MP. And uh, the thing is, like, they don't, I mean, they don't do anything, like, call-related or anything. They just, they help with, like, drafts mostly and, like, uh, talking to your captain and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, last question I have for you. Is there ever a Dota 2 player that at some point in your career you've thought to yourself, man, I wish I had his autograph? And who is it? <laughs> I mean, that's a new one. Uh, maybe, maybe like S4, like a year or two ago. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty yeah. good... That was a pretty good two years. That was a, that was a great S4 iteration. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, that's really all the questions that I have for you. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, I have loved watching the new... I, I loved old MP too, but I really like new MP. I like what you guys are doing with the team. Um, I've had Eternal Envy on the show before, and I think that I understand him uh, a little bit better, in, in some ways better than some people do, so I'm glad to see that you guys have a team that's working so well. Um, and your your results reflect your performance. And I can honestly say I'm excited to see what you guys bring to the rest of the TI7 experience. So I wish you the best of luck there. Um, are there any last thoughts, plugs, shout outs, whatever you want to give before we sign off for the evening? I mean, just shout out to my team and shout out to our sponsors. That's pretty much it. Do you want to say your sponsors? You uh, I, it's, been, it's been so long. I, okay, what is it? FIM. Or I did, you're gonna actually have to make me look this up for three hours. So while while MSS is not looking it up, he has these memorized. He just wants to make sure <laughs> I, I he you, has I the pronunciation correct. I got uh, bad Lou Market. Perfect. Let's go. Like okay, <laughs> thing is, I've never actually shout out my sponsors in any interview I've done. So like, I, I'm pretty rusty, guys. Don't don't. So, we're training, so this this is getting you ready for when you go to the TI and they're doing the big interviews with Casey, and she's like, "Who do I give shoutouts to?" And you'll super like casually lean back and be like, "Oh, FYM, GG Bet, I know this shit." So this is this was good practice, I think. Uh, guys, I want to say thank you for being on the show to MSS. Thank you for watching. For those of you who are tuning in, a big shout out to Unicorn, uh, Asus, Republic of Gamers, and Razor for making it possible. There are no Dota 2 games on Unicorn this week, so we're not going to do our pick of the week, but I will say that if you want to go check it out, there's CSGO Majors coming up, and that's something else I'm going to be watching a lot of, so uh, you can check them out for that. Remember, Mojo Storm Stout will get you the 
free play coins if you want to go over and try it out for yourself uh, or you can do the toffees promo as well i'll link that at the end of the show um i think that's really all i got for you guys tonight i do want to say if you're tuning in on youtube please uh hit the subscribe button if you're tuning in on the podcast especially on itunes leave a review so that we can get a few more upvotes there a little more visibility um, but really we appreciate you listening it means the world to me so thank you for your support guys and if you do want to support the show more aggressively you go to patreon.com toffees and help pay for the hosting all the other crap that goes into sort of making this stuff um i've had a ball mss it has been a pleasure as always i hope we get a chance to talk again soon and i hope it's not three years uh before we sit down so uh, we'll find a time maybe to do it a little bit quicker and just sort of a, a short catch-up. Hopefully you win TI, and then I can have you back to talk about the experience of winning the International, because uh, that would be pretty sweet. Are you yeah, guys going awesome. in? Are you have that mentality right now? Are you guys, like, as you train, like, this is our fucking TI? I mean, this is this is a team where we always believe we can win anything. So, yeah. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Well, guys, you heard it here. They believe they can win. I believe they can if the chemistry continues to develop. So we'll keep watching. We'll keep Envy from having those nights where he walks and screams at the moon. Why? If we can keep Chaos Envy in the in the pocket because we play well, I think you guys can go all the way. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful evening, boys and girls. And as always, Toffee's out. <laughs>